Good evening, and welcome to Georgia Pierre Radio. I'm your host for this evening, Wednesday, December 14th. First, getting a chance of casting on the set of Michael Jackson's video, Remember the Time, Yolanda Hunt has been making headway throughout the industry, working with many notable producers, including John Singleton, Keenan Ivory Wayne, Stan Lathan, and the Hughes brothers, to name a few. With casting guru Robbie Reed as her mentor, Yolanda became known for her casting works in major films, TV shows, and music videos, including Sister, Sister, Brooklyn, The Best Man, The PJs, and artists such as Jay-Z, Will Smith, and Aerosmith. Having the short opportunity to work under Yolanda myself, I was able to see why she made her indelible mark on so many producers and directors. For our industry series, as we look into the casting life, I welcome Yolanda Hunt. Yay, yay. What's yay. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Good evening. Well, yes, how are you? Well, I know you're a Cali native, so I had to welcome you the right way. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I am. <laughs> so you started working with John Singleton on the yep. Remember the Time music video for, you know, late and great Michael Jackson. How did you first get introduced to him? Um, actually, John Singleton went to um, school with uh, a family member of mine, and he was always around our, you know, our house, our, you know, my cousin's house and stuff like that. So I just ended up being around and uh, Robbie Reed ended up being, being the casting director for the Remember Times video, and I got a call because I was just, you know, fresh out of college, didn't really know what I wanted to do, but, you know, always had someone to, you know, be a good mentor to me. And she gave me the opportunity to come down there and audition, but I felt like that really just wasn't something I wanted to do. And so I, you know, stayed stick, stick around the whole time and started doing the, you know, taking the Polaroids and then having to fill out fact sheets and all that stuff, like, really driven me. And so I ended up, you know, sticking around, and then I just, Got picked for the video, but, you know, that was a long story short. <laughs> Ended up having that opportunity and working for them for, like, three weeks on that video. And then right after that, about two weeks later, um, Robbie gives me another phone call and asked me to come and see if I wanted to be an assistant on the next John Singleton project, which was Poetic Justice, and worked with another great Janet Jackson. So it felt like, you know, I could not pass on that opportunity. And considering that my degree was in fashion, and six months later, I hit the television and film, and I never looked back. So that's the one thing I was going to ask you, because if you didn't initially want to do, do casting, what is it that you wanted to do? So if you were you got your degree in fashion, what would you have been doing in fashion if you weren't cast? I would be a designer. I oh, nice. So. Are you? Yeah. Do you, I sew to the with it now? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I incorporated it in my personal style, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, I do still sew. Um you know, my mother would love for me to, you know, do a line or something like that. But I do stuff for, like, my friends or something like that, you know. But, yeah, I still have that passion for fashion. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> pun intended. That passion for fashion. Pun intended, definitely. What have been some of your best or favorite projects you've worked on? Which work are you most proud of? Could you I have to say, by far, the best man. Um, being oh, wow. given that opportunity, I was just, you know, I was working for Robbie at that time, and that project came across, and Malcolm Lee um, being the director on that project, and John Killick being the um, uh, one of the executive producers, and Spike Lee as well. And that film just platformed me, and they, um, it was the most amazing ride, I have to say. And being at the premiere of that, I had no idea that um, I was getting a casting associate credit. I, I was assuming that it was just an assistant credit because that was what, you know, I was hired to do, and in, in the interim of, I guess, all my hard work, everyone showed and paid attention and gave me that credit, and that really platformed my career. Yeah, so how big are credits when it comes to these, these types of things? 
Well, you know, in the casting world, that it's it's credible. I mean, you you need to you'd want to you know look like you're progressing because it looks like you have an eye. It looks like you know what you're doing, and it gives that casting director that wants to hire you or that associate that wants to work with you as a co-casting director on a project that platform to keep, you know excel and excel and excel. You know, I have definitely throughout my career, you know, have you know strived to be up and forward. So that was just the catapult of everything. And after I had that, I um, also brought in an independent project to Robbie, which is called Stoop. And uh, Jean-Claude Lamar was actually a director for that. Um, he's actor turned director. And at that point, you know, Robbie was like, you, you've brought me a project. You pretty much, you know, you're your associate now. You know, it's, you've done it. And so it kind of like just gave me that little nudge to be like, it's time for you to, you know, platform, you know, go do what you can do. You you brought a project to the company, and you know how to cast a film on your own. So I then chose to leave, and um, it was, you know, great, a wonderful opportunity to work with her. And Robbie has really, she was going, you know, more into her manager and her producing at that time, was doing less casting. And um, I had partnered up with uh, Anissa Williams, and she's a casting director out of um, Los Angeles. And we kind of took the whole video commercial print by storm for a good three-and-a-half-year run, which was great. So all of those um, Def Jam videos you saw with the Jay-Zs and the DMXs and the Ja Rules, all of those great, <laughs> yeah. wonderful, million-dollar budget videos, yeah. We were responsible yeah. for all of those because I was going to ask you about that. From I mean, you've all cast music videos, film, TV, but how did each one differ? So for music videos, how is how is Castle for Music videos different from films, films different from TV shows, TV shows different from reality shows, et cetera. You know, being able to be start off my career in a film is very rare for anyone to be able to do. You know, usually you're starting yeah. off, you know, doing a commercial and saying it. So being blessed to be able to do that, it was a transition. You know, film is like it's more of a star-studded kind of situation. So you're you're making, you know, um, lists and suggestions to your director and your producer for great ideas, you know, creative casting to give them ideas for a character to bring them to life. And it's really, you know, very more creative in that sense. And then, um, you know, in TV, you, you kind of still bring that, but it's more of a pullback because then you want to kind of go with a new discovery possibly of, of discovering new talent, you know, and, and it's always a great platform for that. And I've always been seeing my career as far as being in TV has been a lot of um, comedic, 30-minute episodic, so it's been great. I love doing that because I feel like I, I have a great eye for that timing um, and bringing it in um, for actors to bring characters to life and seeing that, you know, that having that eye, as I've been told, by um, previous cast directors, that it's um, it's been a wonderful platform for me for the TV. Now, going into commercial and print, it's it's different because you're working with a, a client, so it's like you're pleasing what the client is. It's not just a producer or director. You're you're going you're going with the client needs, not necessarily what you know your director's vision is. It's like you're bringing a client's vision to life. So it's a little bit different. It's, and the you know the audition process is a lot you know more different because it's screening and other ways of you know having the client there and and having the commercial company there and it's this is different. But it's always been a fun each way and I had to learn each aspect of it because you can't just say oh yeah I'm a casting director and I can do this and. It's just a different platform. It's not everything is different. Is there one that you prefer over the other? Is not a choice. Now that you've delved into all different uh, facets of casting, which one would you prefer? 
<sighs> I love TV, but film is my, I would say, my number one. I mean, I, I love it because just to be able to see, uh, you know, a script come to life like that and, and have a little piece of you part of that, and you know that you brought that person in and they did their thing and you're attributing to that and reading with them in front of those directors and those producers, and it helps. It's warming inside. It just helps me. It just brings my, you know, whole aspect that I'm a vessel to make a lot of dreams come true, and it just makes me happy, and I love doing what I do. And been doing it for 20 years. Yeah, I, I know. Now, but is there <laughs> is there more money in film? I mean, it's what someone says, I want to go into an industry and make money. Can you say go into the casting industry and make sure you work for film? Is that accurate perspective? You know what? Yeah, I mean, you, you can. You know, you, once you get to a certain platform, you, you can really. You know, once you have an agent, you can really make a lot more money in film. Yes, contracts are the best. TV as well. You you can make a lot of money in TV. I wouldn't pass on that. Video is more quick money. Now, I would say it's not as much as it used to be. Yeah. Lucrative 10, 15 years ago, videos doing them? Oh, my gosh. Yes. That was a great platform. When I was doing it at that time, it was, I was not hurting as far as financial budget that they were getting, but they're not getting those kind of budgets anymore. So I wouldn't say that video is, you know, the place where you're going to get a lot of money. Commercials, yeah, you will. You'll get, you'll, you know, you'll make nice amount of money. And plus, you, you know, you get to a certain platform to where you you have a, a rate. So they either meet that rate or they move on to the next casting director. Okay. So you basically build your credibility, and they have to be willing to, to want to pay you your worth. Exactly. Okay. Now, obviously, you have an eye for talent, and you've worked with so many different producers. Who are some of the producers that I that I didn't name or that, that I did name as well? And, and what film or TV show was attached to those producers that you worked with? Wow. I have to say John Killick. Preston Holmes, those are one of my favorite producers of working with. Uh, Ralph Farquhar, by far. As far as the TV world, he's my mentor. He told, he taught me everything I know as far as the other side of developing a project. He let me, he took me under his wing, and I worked with him on South Central as his personal assistant. And he just he clicked, and he took me on with him, and I did Moesha, and that's how I learned the aspects of how you can develop a project, pitch it, shoot it, shoot your pilot, edit, I mean, every aspect of it, I was alongside that man, and he taught me everything that I know on that end of the creative part of being in production. And he's a great father figure to me, and I just think that, you know, by far, Ralph has been one of the best people in my life is in molding me in my career. Right. And people don't know Ralph Farquhar. No. He's very. He's been around for years. He's, he is considered the TV producer, the icon. He works alongside the San Laysons and uh, SLBGs. He's one of those creators. He actually was the, the, the writer for uh, Crush Group. That's how long oh, he's wow. been in the game. Yes. yes. San Laysons is, is, is another one. Hughes Brothers, what projects were, were those with the uh, with the Hughes Brothers and San Laysons? Well, Hughes Brothers was uh, Minister Society, um, and okay. I was an assistant with uh, Tony Lee. He was the casting director on that, and Tony was an associate for Robbie at that time. And I would go in and intern with work with him at, on the show Rock, and so he brought me in on that, and Andrea Reed was working with him as well. It's his associate on that project. And working with them, it was just a different dynamic. They have so much, you know, creative input within each other, and, and you know, they agree a lot. And it's, it's just watching that movie come to life and seeing, you know, working alongside Tupac again in another film, you know, back-to-back in my career is, uh, you know, amazing. And working with Stan, he is the director guru of TV, and we all know this. He's the producer also there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did, you know, you know, that comedy jam. He is the man behind it all. And be able to work alongside him as well is, you know, that means priceless. 
you can't really can't put words on it. It's just having the, the moments that I've had in the course of my career and say that I've worked with those people, and when I see them to this day, I give them the same respect, and they give me my respect for the fact that they've seen me come up from, you know, being a little, you know, assistant on the set now and being a casting consultant, you know, with a major network. Right, and I also saw Keenan Ivory Wayans. Obviously, we we know the whole Wayans entity. What what did you work on? Yeah. On the show? Um, also, I worked with Keenan um, on a couple of projects, Load Under the Shame, and then Ooh. I worked with him on the Keenan Ivory Wayans show, which was his variety comedy show he had. Um, it was a late-night show. So that gave me a real crash course on sketch comedy. That's a lot more um, fast-paced. Like, you get a call at 10 o'clock that morning saying that, you know, by 4 o'clock you have to have uh, two guys, that one guy's, you know, short comedy guy and, and then the other white guy, you know, playing a trash man. And, you know, I have to get two girls to be, uh, you know, strippers at a club. Those kind of things have to be done by 4 o'clock that afternoon. They have to be on set to shoot for a live episode. So mm. that gave me the... I loved that because it was just like fast pace, frat race, and then you just, you know, you start building up and you know who people to call in and you get the rapport and the relationship with these actors and they want to do stuff, even if it's an under five kind of situation, it's still the exposure. You know, Keenan's the man as far as, you know, it comes to comedy. Love him. I love working with the whole Wayans family. They have been, you know, pillar in this industry and also coming up with them. It was been, it's been great. There's obviously a lot of perks that come with casting and I know you must love what you do. I mean, actors as best friends or close friends, getting into anything that you want. But is there a time that, that you question being casting, like, I don't want to do this anymore, like, I can't believe this happened to me? I can say I haven't had that moment. Really? Early on, I could say I being taught by my mentor, telling me what I needed to do to make, you know, mold myself, and this is what I really wanted to do. There wasn't a defeated moment. It was more of a um, I'm going to prove something moment to myself, not just mm-hmm. to her. And I think that maybe have been that moment where, like, I might have questioned it, but then why should I question it? She's giving me this this knowledge for a reason. She must see something in me, so I must, you know, be on the right track. And I, I took it as learn from this mistake and strive to be better. And that's what I, like, try to instill in anyone that I work with in my staff is you are going to try to work in TV and in film. You need to watch these things. You need to be familiar with these actors. You need to know them by name. You can't just say, you know, so-and-so that plays, you know that person that was in that really good movie? You can't say that when you're talking to a director or producer. You have to be like, yeah, you know, you have to say Sarah Jessica Parker. She has a new movie coming out in 2012, and the new Sex and the City 3 is coming out, you know, starring Kim Cattrall. You have to know these people's names. Because half the time, these producers and these directors, they don't really, they know the name, but they're not really thinking of the face. You have to kind of give them, feed them to, you know, give them that idea of the character that they're trying to pitch to you that you're trying to make come to life. So I, I couldn't feel these so things. It's a matter of and, kind of convincing them, like, this is the person I think will be perfect for this role in your movie. Think of them in this scene, this background. This is what they did before. So it's kind of like you have to kind of convince them, coerce them a little bit to, to see what you see. Exactly. And at, at times, yes, because, you know, they're, they're the, they have a vision, but their vision has to be brought to light. And then there's, you know, some directors that have already written their scripts for certain people. So it's all about, you know, going after that person and making sure that they, they, they love the material and they want to do the role and making that happen and getting the best deal, you know, on both ends. Those, those yeah. happen quite Ooh. often. That's very interesting. Uh, well, obviously there's also probably some uncertainties in this industry. How fickle is it, would you say, as far as casting? Like how often would you be on a project with a network, and then how long does that last? When do you get your next thing or your next project? Like, how do you 
how do you deal with those interims? You know, you just try to do the best that you can do when you're dealing with a network or um, a producer or director. In my previous run, um, it's been great because I've worked with pretty much the same directors and producers over in a couple of several projects. So it, you, it makes you feel good because they, they know your work and they like what you're doing and you keep on bringing them good and new creative ideas and they come back and they love that. And, and it just makes you, you know, give yourself a little pat on the back to know that you've achieved that. So you haven't really had any serious, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to get my next job because it's been kind of steady for you jumping from you know, project. I'd say I did have a little spurt. I did um, about eight years ago then where I made that transition from L.A. to New York, and yeah. I felt like I maybe needed to know a little bit more about the production and if I'm going to stay in the entertainment industry and not just solely be casting because there was um, a kind of a drought for a lot of urban projects that I had previously worked on. It wasn't really um, lucrative at that time, so I wanted to make a transition. So when I moved to New York, I um, worked, started working for the BBC, and I became the office manager there, and I stayed there for seven years. And they, you know, L.A. office started really, you know, catapulting and taking off in the Dancing with the Stars and all the new productions that they had in L.A., and New York was, you know, not as filtering as much production as they were before, prior when I started getting, you know, when I first, started there and they closed the offices and which made me start thinking again that you know I love casting and I'm going to get back into it and New York is the more reality based mm-hmm. so I started doing a little bit of reality casting with a uh, um, girlfriend of mine that I worked with at BBC and she did a lot of casting producing on a lot of reality shows and so she had already had that, that you know that base and she knows what to do and she kind of like gave me that little ins and out, and her name is Danielle Pisano, and she actually is the one who taught me to the reality casting. And so now I do have that little bit of a background. If I wanted to go that route, I'm more of a scripted kind of casting director. I really feel that that's where I see true talent, and that's where I started from. So it's always been in me that way to, you know, make stars and build and see projects come to life. And reality is, you know, reality speaks for itself. And I did that for, you know, a couple months and started, I did a couple projects with her, Say Yes to the Dress. They had uh, some casting we were doing for one of the uh, housewives uh, for Bravo. And then I um, said I really wanted to get back into casting and reached out to Robbie. He's like, you know, I'm available now. And shortly after that, I got a phone call. Uh, We need a casting um, person in New York casting consultant to, you know, assist, uh, you know, in New York as far as doing our shows, our 30-minute shows that we have on BET, which we know we have um, The Game, which is in their fifth season, yeah. starting in January 10th, and then uh, Let's Stay Together, which is starting January 10th for their second season, and then we had our new season, uh, new show, Breathe Between the Lines, which I was brought on to help with that show, and it's been a great ride, and I'm looking forward to 2012. Yeah, I mean, you have so much experience. I'm just as I'm hearing you, I'm like, wow, she's done it all, like sketch comedy, films, music videos. <laughs> like, what else hasn't Yolanda tackled? Um, that's great. seems like this industry is an industry where you have to wear many hats because you, you also have to learn about production as well. You do. I mean, you have to know these things. I mean, if you minimize yourself and just keep it isolated to one thing, I mean, I feel like you're not really opening yourself to what, what makes every production. I was so fortunate when John let me do Poetic Justice. Not only did you know, I work with Robbie doing the casting, John let me stay on for the entire production. Just to see exactly what I wanted. It was my first project. I really didn't know it was, that was casting I wanted to be in, that I wanted to be a production coordinator, production manager, that I wanted to be you know, an AD, that I wanted to be an, you know, a second AD. I didn't know. So John gave me that aspect, and he let me be Regina King's stand-in. 
for the movie Poetic Justice. And that catapulted a 20-year best friend relationship, and we've been friends to this day. And, I, and that learning everything, grit, costume, all of that, stylist, everything, I went right back. We went right back to casting. It was just something I knew I wanted to do. I felt great. It was something I enjoyed going to do every single day. Who wouldn't want to wake up every morning and be happy to go to work? And that's what I am to this day. And you're doing basically what you love to do. I Yeah, and a lot of people don't get a chance to do that. So, Well, breaking down the myths, when it comes to casting for film, TV, music, video, et cetera, <laughs> people always talk about L.A. over New York, New York over L.A. How do you view both cities in those regards? Is, is one of them superior to the other, or is one more specific for the other thing? Like, what would you recommend uh, to people that are, are aspiring in one of those categories when it comes to being talent? I could say 15 years ago, go to L.A. If you want to start your career off and, you know, be that star and do get into TV and film and all that, you need to go to L.A. Now, I have noticed in this the last couple of months of doing casting here, there's a plethora of great young talent, up-and-coming talent. And New York is a, is definitely just a, just as much of a place to be as L.A. So I don't say that you got to pack your bags up and go to L.A. to make it big. I think that, you know, at this point, a lot of people are starting to take notice. There's a lot of productions being shot in in New York City right now. And, and you can tell, and BET also can tell because, you know, they put someone in New York to be able to see all this new talent because it is up and coming. You see a lot of young plays and um, showcasing of, of talent that is just, it's out there. And I've just been hitting every circuit that I possibly can because I've seen some really, really good talent here in New York City. And I don't think that now that myth is really holding true that you need to move to L.A. to make it big. There's a lot of people that are being seen in, in New York and talent is being noticed. And I'm definitely making sure that I let them know as well. Do you think L.A. will ever get back to being that, oh, it's L.A., you have to come here? Or do you see it more of a transition out of L.A. and maybe even soon out of New York? I don't think that L.A. will always will ever lose its L.A. edge. I don't think that it's Hollywood at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't think that, that yeah. it's ever going to have that edge be lost. That, that is where it all began. That is the homeland of it all. So there's L.A. will never lose it. Hollywood will never lose that richness. It's just never going to go away. It's always going to be mm-hmm. the, the land of opportunity, always. But there will always be other places that, you know, will give you the opportunity as well. And it's building. Yeah. And so you just yeah. basically got to keep your eye open and just kind of be where yeah. you need to be, in essence, if that's L.A., yeah. LA I mean, it really, New York. It really depends on what you're trying to do in your career. Are you trying to be on TV? You're trying to be a series regular on pilot in a TV show? Then I would say, you know, maybe you want to go out there for pilot season. You don't have to move. But pilot season is stronger in California than it is here. And then pilot season now just always is, you know, at the beginning of the new year. It now has kind of transitioned. It could be, you know, in September. Sometimes people are doing pilots. So it doesn't always have to be at the beginning of the new year anymore. But that is, you know, when it is done because, of course, all the networks have their fall seasons. But right. If you're trying yeah, to be in movies. I never knew when pilot season was. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to be in movies and you've got that agent or you have the resources that you can pull, breakdown services, um, backstage, ease, those places that tell you what's going on, um, then you're, you, you can stay in that film. It's still growing. It's very much so growing. It's shows are being shot here. A lot more shows are being shot here. Spike Lee has just shot his, you know, the show, The Bricks here. So, you know, there's things that are happening in New York. It's not just solely in L.A. Right. And people are going to Atlanta shooting as well. 
Carol? That was something else I just thought about, too. Like I know because Atlanta's obviously a little bit cheaper to shoot shows now as far as, like, studios and things of that nature. What do you look for when casting for any of the categories that we previously mentioned? If you're looking for someone in, in a specific TV show, what is it that you that you look for overall? Maybe that can be consistent in each each category. Like when I'm casting for a character, is that what your is that your question? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um usually when I'm 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 auditioning someone, I'm I'm feeling like the realism of, of the character and how natural they are with the character and, and making me believe it. Because you actually be, you know, Brittany or Tom like for the character that I'm, you know, reading for. You know, you could be a thirty year old plumber, up and coming, you know, actor. You know, can you can you make me believe that you are a plumber but you're really trying to be an actor? It's just, it's, you know, those kind of like, kind of breakdowns of a character can I they're brought to life to me, that's what I look at. And the feeling the realism. When I'm cast, casting a dramatic film, if you're supposed to have an emotional scene and I'm not feeling it when I'm reading it with you, then I, I'm not feeling the character being brought to life. But if you can bring me through or some kind of emotion internally, I'm feeling because I don't show external emotion. Then you know, I'm, then I know then that's someone I need to bring back. What are some commonly known mistakes? Because I know you've seen them all. And then how um, should, how should they go about avoiding it? As far as um, you know, ca- casting etiquette, audition etiquette. Yeah, like casting etiquette. Perfect. <laughs> Um, you know, there is a space value when you come in and meet with the casting director. Um, sometimes they're not willing to shake your hand or, you know, definitely a hug is not something that is expected of an actor to do, you know, embracing a casting director unless you, you know that casting director. You have a relationship outside of that. And times, nine times out of ten, you don't even want to do that because you're in a professional setting and you're there and there's, there's producers and there's directors there, then you don't want to make it feel like it's such a comfortable thing that, you know, you're not, you, you think that you've got it in a bag. And, and you know, we're going to look at it like, okay, this person's not going to give us a whole performance. You want to be able to come in at professional, no matter if you have the relationship with that person or not, you leave it at the door. You, you shake their hand if they're shaking your hand. You come in, you do your, you know, your material, give them what they want. If the director, the casting director, or the producer wants to give you some direction, you take the direction, you give that, you give it 120%, and you walk out there with your confidence, you know, and, and that's how I, I always tell anyone, you come in there, you leave the nerves at the door, shake them off, give them, give me 120% of your, of what you can, of the material, and bring it to life, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to play itself out. And the director yeah. loves you, loves you. And if you're memorable, you're memorable. And if I keep on bringing you back for something, evidently I feel like it got it. But don't come in there like, hey, girl. <laughs> no, no, that's just right. not it. That's just, that's just not You need to come in, do, do what you're supposed to do perspectively, and, you know, thank you and have a nice day. And that's Right, it. keep it short and sweet, basically. Because I know you all have so many people to see. You don't want someone to spend their time with you, basically. Exactly. Now, if you have if you have a casting director calling you in on a general meeting, then that is a time for you to sit down one on one. That casting director wants to get to know you. Maybe that person wants you. You know, you know them, and that's a more of a different you know setting. But you're still not hugging the person and you know, hey girl, you know, where are you going out tonight? That's just not it. You're just getting to know that you know maybe that person can help you get another um, agent, give you the right direction as far as classes. That kind of situation, that's when you have a little bit more of a, oh, we're sitting down, we're talking, we have a little bit of time to get to know each other. No, not when you're having an audition, you're here for a producer session, and I need you to come in, do your, you know, your material, but make it believable, and have a nice day. That's why I have to give that, exactly. Yeah, I hope people pick these tips uh, to heart, and they don't take it lightly, because I know... I mean, just working through with you for like the, the short period of time I did, it, it, it can be really brutal, 
especially in this industry, it could be so brutal, and that one chance is all you usually get most of the time. So you have to make that good impression. On, on the opposite end, how would one get into casting on the business side? Like, say someone wanted to work with you or just work with a casting agency to build their their credibility or their credentials up of, of working in casting. Well, uh, me personally, um, I like interns, so I will, yeah. you know, my, I have my assistant, she will, you know, try to get interns for me. I have no problem with that. The people that are really trying to get into this business, casting is the best way to learn. It's just usually you get it touch of everyone, you're dealing with everything, you're dealing with the director, the producer, the production office, the legal department, you're dealing with everyone. So it kind of gives you a, a taste of what you might want to do. And that was the best platform that I had because that gave me a taste as well. And then when you're uh, with other casting directors, they might post that they want to have uh, interns seeking interns. Because usually nine times out of ten going into a casting office, you're going to intern. I yeah. was one of the very few that got straight direct, you know, hire, but I showed so much conviction and dedication and just, you know, interest in it and just absorbed everything like a sponge that I was blessed enough to just be able to um, start off right there in the middle of it. But most of the time you will, you know, need to intern with the casting director. And there's always postings, always there. I know they need to have Mandy.com. There's always postings for interns and casting offices, commercial casting offices, showbiz.com entertainmentjobs.com, they have all of those postings of uh, casting directors posting for interns seeking, you know, help as well. That's mostly your best way to get, you know, into casting if you want to try. Or, you know, you can, you know, if you know of casting directors, you do your research, you can send them a letter saying I'm seeking to be an intern. And and we look at those too. So if we're not looking looking for an intern at that particular time, we'll hold on to a letter. And later on, if we're looking for an intern and that person is available, you know, we'll bring them in meet with them, see if, you know, it's a fit, and, you know, start a schedule. And then last, what is next for Yolanda? What what do you got planned? (laughs) What are you doing for you? What are you doing career-wise? I mean, anything. Well, I'm really looking forward to um, 2012 and continuing my uh, relationship with DET. There are some great, wonderful things I have slated for 2012 and 2013, and I would really love to be a part of it. And I feel like it's a great fit as of right now. And where I wanted to do, what I came to New York, to do, I have aimed to do. I am in this position right now, and I'm loving it. And anything that you know is brought to my attention, I would love to get back. You know, do a couple films. I, I'm not opposed to do that, and just building more new relationships in New York City. That's what's looking. I'm looking forward to. Nice. Well, congratulations on everything. I'm so excited for you. Um, I know you. You personally got cast with someone for a week between the lines, one of their newer shows with Tracy Ellis Ross and Malcolm Jamal Warner. So I'm looking forward to seeing some more Yolanda sprinkled on this show and on this film. And I wish you well with all of that. How can they find out more information about you? I know you're on IMDB. Is that where they can find a lot of your credentials and some of the stuff that you worked on? Yes, you can. You can go to IMDB dot com and you know Google or you can type in search name Yolanda D Hunt and my all my contact information is there and um, or you can Google me you can and all of that okay. will come up as well. well all okay. right and are you on any social media or anything oh, like that? Of course I am. I I am on yes. Twitter. So if you want to follow me, it's Y Hunt O three on Twitter. Great, 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 Yolanda. Thank you so much for your time. I, I thoroughly enjoyed your conversation and I hope people were able to take away as much as I did about casting. So that was cool. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope I did as well. Yes. Well, you have a great day, lady, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a nice one.